Get your ass up. This the Queen Quimo podcast. Get your ass up. This the Queen Quimo podcast. Get your ass up. This the Queen Quimo podcast. Look, 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 look. This the Queen Quimo podcast. Better get in tune when she broadcasts small feet. Better pay attention when she broadcasts all facts. Might learn something with your dog ass. Get yourself checked on a Sunday. Just might get you right on a Monday. Aim high. Why you can make it big someday? Cause when I say aim, I ain't talking about the gunplay. Even though we straight from the hood with it. Any topic we could talk was good with it. Yeah. Near what's we putting on. You an artist in your song. Think your track hot, we gon' see when she put it on. They either gon' vibe or they gon' leave when she put it on. Uh, that's G, get to know about Queen. Uh, no subject, look, she just might open up. Not play this and freestyle when she open up. No play thing on the low, she be going up. Got the city going up. This the type of show you listen to when you're rolling up or chilling at the crib with your fam and y'all pulling up. Get some knowledge and a laugh on this podcast. Queen representing for the people on this podcast. Uh, get some Knowledge and a laugh on this podcast. Queen representing for the people on this podcast. It's the Queen Quimo podcast. Get your ass up. It's the Queen Quimo podcast. Get your ass up. It's the Queen Quimo podcast. Get your ass up. Okay. All right, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Let me see. Today is. Today is. Thursday, February, no, I'm sorry, not February. Today is Thursday, April 12th, 2018. You're listening to the Queen Playmo podcast. And today I'm really just chilling. I'm in my own little mood today. I got my robe on, got my hair tied up. I'm just in the house relaxing. I'm off today. Um, not so much needed rest. I actually got a chance to kind of sleep in today. Did some ripping and running with my mom. And uh, it's real nice outside today, y'all. Like, it's very, very nice outside. It's beautiful. But, you know... You know, I, I really just did not feel like going outside today. I don't feel like getting dressed. It's the first day that I didn't have to get up and do anything, like, major. Uh, I actually was supposed to attend an event today, and I just, I really felt the need to just sit in the house, watch Criminal Minds, uh, sort out my closet, just really, really do nothing today. Absolutely nothing. Like, I've been doing little stuff, but it's just been nice to just relax today. So, if you feel like me and you relaxing today, shout outs to y'all. If you outside enjoying this beautiful weather, because it is very beautiful outside, shout outs to y'all too. Get some fresh air, like it's much needed. We've been needing some nice days like this today. So today's topic that I want to talk about, I want to talk about racism. I want to talk about should we um, approach it or should we ignore it? Oftentimes people feel like um, that racism is like a thing from the past and that people either blow it all, all the way out of proportion or that they're making it up. Like we don't um, actually have an issue with that in 2018. And usually when I had this conversation with people, I like to not just have it with my community and my race. I like to open the doors for all races because it's going to take the cooperation of everybody that's living here on this planet Earth to kind of like get to the end of these issues. So normally when I talk to a lot of people of other nationalities and other races, and it just depends on uh, uh, the location too sometimes because I've went to uh, certain areas where um, it's not really poverty field and they feel like uh, black people are just making excuses and we just finding a reason to complain and 
racism really is a thing of the past and we just need to grow up and get over it, etc. And so, um, and on the other hand, even from our own people in our communities, even a lot of black people feel like uh, we just need to ignore it. We need to ignore it. Like some people feel like you shouldn't just be approaching racism. You, If somebody call you the N word or call you uh, something out of your name or does something racist towards you, you're just supposed to ignore it. And we're supposed to just, you know, just uh, try to wait on Jesus to come back to fix everything. Yeah, that's what a lot of people believe. And so today, the reason why I wanted to uh, do this podcast, I wanted to kind of just just talk about that. Let's let's really get to the root of what racism really is. So, of course, you know me. I have to pull up dictionary definitions. So let's look up exactly what racism even means for those who are listening. So let me pull up on my phone one moment. Okay, awkward silence. So let's see. So for those listening, it says I'm going to pull up just the racism uh, definition from MerriamWebster.com. And it says that racism is a belief that race is the primary determinant of human traits, capacities, and that racial differences produce inherent superior of a particular race. So it's a belief that uh, one race is a detriment over uh, the other races and that one race is better than another. So that one race is superior. And so there's another definition. Let's pull up the other definition. It says it's a doctrine or political program based on the assumption of racism and designed to execute its principles. So racism a lot of people feel like, um, well, oh, um, I have people say, like, if I say something about another race and I'm like just trying to state facts and I start talking about oppression and I start talking about history and, you know, shit like stuff like that. If I start talking like that, people will feel like, oh, well, you're being racist. That's a racist comment. When all actuality, and I tell people this all the time, like I don't have the superior power to be racist because it's a whole political system that uh, defines what racism is. And so I, I correct them. I say I can be prejudiced, but I can't be racist. And it's a difference, you know, and I feel like understanding uh, the definition of the different words we use is a start because oftentimes we put labels on people and that may not even be what they are. Um, you know, racism is not just, oh, a treatment that one uh, does towards you. It's a whole, uh, it's a whole system. It's a whole program uh, catered towards racism. So uh, this YouTube portion this uh, video is going to be short. So if you want to hear the full conversation about racism, I'm going to post my link into this video. And this video is going to take you into the uh, the podcast portion of this segment because I'm still just kind of trying to figure out how to use the YouTube videos and connect different links as well. But um, yes, I'm going to include a clip that's going to kind of further explain what racism really is. And so before I get into that point, I kind of want to talk about uh, the different conversations that I've had with people. So 
I, I oftentimes ask this all the time, like, okay, so how do we approach racism? And a lot of people, like if we hear someone say racial slurs, if we hear people say racial slurs, is racial slur um, something that we should approach? Or is it something that we should just ignore? A lot of people say that they ignore it, you know, if it's indirectly or a lot of people feel like uh, they ignore it because they don't want to approach it with ignorance. But I do feel like in a way I agree with that. But if we if we're not ignorant about it, you know, number one, if we are ignorant about it, we need to educate ourselves about it. Like, okay, we need to understand what racism really is and what is it that we want as a people? Like, how do we want to uh, put an end to racism or how do we want to be treated in society? And so just trying to understand like what it is that we want as a person that can kind of help you approach the issue that we have and it's an ongoing issue. So yeah, I've, I, I put up a, I put up a post on Facebook and I got some really good responses from people uh, just saying like how they feel about the issue. And then I had some sideline conversations with people uh, that are close to me and they just tell me they input on uh, racism. And a lot of times, uh, African-Americans especially uh, feel like they do not want to they do not want to um, say anything about racism. And it's because they feel like they're going to be the complaining black person in the room or they feel like they're too angry to approach it and they don't want to end up in shackles for standing up for what they believe in. And so. Uh, hopefully by the end of this episode, we'll have some tips that we, we could uh, definitely approach issues. We can approach them in an educated manner and it doesn't have to end up with someone being in shackles or end up with someone being so angry that they don't even know how to um, present themselves. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah, um, again, this YouTube portion of the video, this is going to end right now. So if you guys want to hear the rest of this conversation about racism, please go to Google Play Music or iTunes and search Queen Quamo. And I'm actually put these links below uh, in the description of this YouTube video. So if you want to listen to the rest of the conversation about this, please click on those links and um, search for the episode that is titled Racism. Should we approach it or ignore it?
was ready to scope. A nigga took him out of his clothes, now I'm ready for woke. Ain't no screaming fucking socks, bitch, I do it for dope. Ain't the world on the streets, bitch, I do it for dope. Get a berry, nigga, we posted on that dance pack, we smoking. If a nigga think we joking, leave that fuck, nigga, wide open. On this crib, catch him loafing, leave him wet like an ocean. Knock him dress off his head, since he think he cheats over you. Yes, y'all. Y'all know I had to put in my songs. That was my boy, LaBlaze, a.k.a. La Woody. Y'all could get some old music from him on Reverberation. And just get on there and type LaBlaze, and you'll be able to get that song. And it's called uh, Real Ones. You feel me? And I like that song. It's pretty dope. You know, I like music. They give me an old school feel to it. It's kind of sound like uh, some from the 90s. You feel me? As far as, like, the rawness to it. So, yeah, I fucks with it. So, shout out to my boy. Yes. So back to the conversation that we were having, we were talking about racism and uh, should we approach it or not approach it? And uh, yes, and I think that there's multiple ways that you can approach racism. People think that if you approach racism, you got to approach it with anger and aggression. Okay, yes, sometimes that's your normal response. Number, that's your first response when you haven't. a, a issue that um, that provokes you, you know, your number one response majority of the time will be out of anger and it will be uh, some aggression um, directed towards that. And it's not because we want to be crazy and angry, because like I said once before, we need to understand definitions of words like a lot of people think that aggression, they use aggression in, in a sense to to be a negative word. Aggression just simply means that your head is in the game, you focused and you're assertive. It has nothing to do with being violent. And so a lot of people mistake aggression with passion and then they 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 have the wrong idea of what aggression is. They feel like aggression is with anger. Now sometimes when a person is becoming angry and when a person uh is be about to become violent, they do have a sense of urgency and they do become aggressive. But not all the time is aggressive aggression uh means that somebody's going to run up on you and attack you so uh yeah i think number one our first step with trying to approach racism um is understanding what racism is we need to really um understand that definition we need to understand uh how it is used and what it was used for the whole purpose of racism and uh the manipulation because you see, when I put up that dictionary de- definition, it said that racism is a doctrine. You know, racism is a whole um, is a whole system, a political system. So it's not just okay. Well, this person called me a nigga, or this person uh, called me a porch monkey, or this person called me a coon. Those are just some of the words that are associated with racism. But racism has everything to do with uh, the conditions of this political system and the conditions of how um, the commu- the black communities and uh, other minority communities are in the state that they're in now. So that has everything to do with how this system is designed. That is racism. And so, um, yes, I think that's the first step that we need to do is uh, understand what racism is. And the second thing that I feel like we need to do is have conversations. How how do we, a lot of people don't like having these conversations when it revolves, involves race because they feel like it's going to make people uncomfortable. And yes, 
you do have to be uncomfortable in order to, um, you know, to get some type of change, you know, you, you're going to get uncomfortable. Like for example, if you break your ankle, <laughs> if you break your ankle, you're going to be in pain. And as you heal, you're still going to have pain. You're still going to be uncomfortable for a while. And so you're going to have to wear this brace that may be uncomfortable for you to put on your leg. You're going to have to go through a whole process in order to heal. But once you're healed, you don't, you know, you're healed. Once you're healed, you heal. You may still have some pain here and there with it, but um, you definitely are going to heal from it and be able to walk. uh, If not how you used to walk, maybe even better. Sometimes you may walk even better because now you're aware of, um, what caused you that pain in the first place. And so um, another thing that I think too with racism, a lot of times, and I'm not going to say that people don't have their right to be uh, uh, angry or emotional about something, but I think sometimes too, we overreact with uh, racism. We, we, because it it triggers your emotions. We're not able to logically uh, think about uh, racial discrimination or things that um, some people are unintentionally being racist and they don't understand that uh, that the acts that they're doing are, are racist. So I think, too, we need to, you know, try to analyze the situation and figure out the best way to approach it. OK, well, if this person did this, now what is my next step? If we're talking about the uh, the systematic uh, effects of racism or, or the system uh, being racist, how do we approach What is our next step to doing this? And so just trying to sit back and think and really analyzing um, racism, that is another step too. And um, yeah, I I think that now that I've kind of like talked a little bit about it, I want to include a clip that will kind of just open it up a little bit better than what I'm doing here. A history of violence against people of color, disabled people, Muslims, immigrants, and LGBTQ people. In our current political moment, white supremacists and white nationalists have been emboldened. And as a result, public attacks are on the rise. Many people aren't sure what to do if they witness a racist or transphobic attack. Here's some ideas. It might be tempting to look away out of fear or because you aren't sure of what to do. But not getting involved communicates approval and leaves the victim high and dry. If you can, talk with the victim. This is about supporting them. Look them in the eye, check in with them. Try not to escalate or provoke the perpetrator. Simply sitting or standing next to someone is better than nothing at all. It's difficult to witness any kind of violence. So try to breathe and stay present. Many assume others will document an incident going on. If it's safe to do so and the victim doesn't object, film or record an incident. This helps to keep track of the rise of incidents like this and it also ensures that the victim's versions of events can be confirmed. Check in with the victim. Ask them what they need. Get their consent and offer concrete ways to support them. Get them water. Help them get composed. Help them call a friend or even get to a safer place. 
Armed police presence often escalates rather than reduces the risk of violence in a situation. Because police have been trained to see people of color, gender non-conforming folks, and Muslims as criminals, they often treat victims as perpetrators of violence. So if the victim hasn't asked you to call the police, do not, I repeat, do not call the police. The culture of white supremacy and anti-blackness is perpetuated by our media, political systems, and social media. You can contribute to making these attitudes unacceptable by challenging white supremacy even when you're not in a crisis. If you're white yourself, Talk to your white family and friends about anti-blackness and white supremacy. Do it every day, especially when you're in an all-white space. By doing this, you confront the culture without putting anyone else in danger of an immediate backlash. Now is the time for all of us who believe in justice to come together. It doesn't have to look one way. You can canvas. You can phone bank, you can write letters, or you can even create art for the movement. Taking it to the streets is always nice. But if you don't have time for that, you could always support the marginalized populations who are on the front lines of this work financially. White supremacy and anti-blackness affects all of us. And fighting against it affirms all of our humanity. Yes, y'all, the video that I just played was called Don't Be a Bystander, and it was six steps to uh, responding to racism. And um, she pointed out a lot of um, a lot of uh, important tips that we can do to those who are um, being faced with racism or for those who um, have friends who are being faced with racism or um people who are being discriminated against. So the first thing that she said was support, offer your support. So if you're not the person, if you're not the victim that's going through this thing, you can support the other person just simply by sitting with them, having a conversation with them and letting them know that they are not alone by the, um, you know, when someone's harassing them that they don't, cause that that's, that's something that happens often. Like I know I've been in situations where I'd have been shopping and, um, I was I was at the taco place and this actually wasn't from um, a, a person of a different color. It was just actually by a man. And so I was in a taco place and I was by myself and, you know, the man just started trying to come up on me and take my purse. So, of course, I started like, <laughs> you know, I started becoming belligerent. And I started like getting all reckless at the mouth, you know, and so uh, we kind of got into it or whatever. And I felt like you know, because I was in there by myself, that's why he did that. So it's, it's, it makes a big difference if someone is harassing, if someone is being harassed, if the people that are in the public are kind of offering that support and letting them know that they are not alone, nine times out of 10, that person that's being, uh, that's harassing that other person, they'll kind of back off. Cause after a while, when that man start kind of like getting a little bit more escalated, the person he actually was with, like started like, you know, getting him together and then, you know, the people at the restaurant start wanting to call the police or whatever. So, you know, just usually if someone starts um, to support, if you're offering that support, and that's even just by standing with that person, 
having a conversation with them, it'll kind of stop the harasser from going any further. The second thing she did said uh, she said was document, making sure you document exactly what's going on in these events. And that's true. I feel like oftentimes when we have uh, say if someone is happening, like if we see br police brutality, number everyone's first response nowadays in 2018. And it kind of it really kind of pisses me off is that people pull out their phone and they begin recording, which is OK to record. It is definitely OK to record. But. People begin recording and then uh, they don't document. They don't actually later on document account of what happened uh, during those situations. And then half the time when people finally do start recording, they get bits and pieces of the recording, which <laughs> is good to record. But it's also good to make sure you're documenting, make sure you're keeping track of all of these uh, instances that are happening and putting them on the record. So, yes, um, I thought that was... Um, very uh informative that she said that and also she said uh checking in and she said avoiding the police and the most important one for me that she said was calling out white supremacy do not just keep allowing people to do uh things that support racism we have to call it for what it is and for the uh white caucasian community who support and love black people and minorities. We definitely need y'all support. We definitely need y'all going and talking to your families and talking to your communities and expressing the concern that you have for those who are in the minority community. So that's important. We could use everybody's support for this issue. So yes. And also she said in, in the last one, that the last tip that she pointed out was organized protest. And, um, me personally, I don't, um, like I said, in this world is different approaches to things. So I don't knock anyone for their, uh, their personal preference to go about uh, approaching racism or their personal approach. But I do not believe in uh, protesting. I have my own stance on that. And so, but for those who want to protest and those who uh, have the strength to do that and have a plan lined up associated with that, you know, we could definitely support them financially, offer our services financially or offer some sort of support uh, to those who are going out organizing, protesting, going out uh, with the signs, you know. So, yes. Um, and, and like they said, also, there's different ways that you can protest. You can you you don't have to just um go out with a sign and do all of this marching and this, you can simply be protesting like what I'm doing right now with uh, using my voice on my podcast station, or you could be taking a stance on different issues, uh, boycotting, so to speak. And um, it's just different ways that you could approach racism. But I think the most important thing is understanding what racism is. And so, you know, it's so many people they don't uh they don't in their heart want to be racist or they don't in their heart believe that they are being racist and a lot of that comes from lack of education so it's important to understand the origin of uh what racism really is and how it affects not just the black community and the minority community but it affects the whole uh cycle of uh the world you know because you know, if everyone's all splitting up and segregating, you know, and having all of this chaos, it's, it's just going to it's just going to cause more problems and more friction, you know. 
So, yes, the next clip that I'm going to play now, I'm going to actually play a clip that's going to talk a little bit more about the origin of racism. Specific racism that sought to define race based on biological differences rather than cultural differences. White is a term that historically has functioned as a descriptor of the dominant class. In the early British colonies of North America, religious identity and racial identity often went hand in hand. During the 17th century, the terms Christian, white, English, and free were used interchangeably to refer to white people. It wasn't until the emancipation of slavery when the term white became more popular, as many freed slaves were also Christian. White became more of a legal classification as laws limiting the rights of freed slaves started to emerge. The United States of America has often been referred to as a melting pot in reference to its diverse history of immigration. Whiteness in the United States is like an exclusive club that only certain people were allowed into. But when we look at the history of European immigration in the United States, we see that not everyone was allowed in the club. There were many reasons for this, but a big one was religious discrimination. The Protestant Reformation caused a lot of anti-Catholic sentiment among the British in the 16th century. In 17th century America, these sentiments were still felt among British colonizers who were largely Protestant. During the 19th century, Irish and German immigrants came to America in droves, and most of them were Catholic. They were referred to as the Whore of Babylon by many Protestant leaders and were met with a lot of hostility. A combination of religious discrimination and xenophobia helped establish those groups as distinctly non-white. Irish immigrants had to face a long list of stereotypes when they arrived to America and were often seen in the same light as African Americans. In many northern states, they were actually forced into the same rundown neighborhoods and slums as African Americans. Though they had a lot in common, Irish immigrants still sided with American slaveholders, even though at the time Ireland regarded slavery as a great evil. During a time when segregation and racial lines were drawn, European immigrants presented a complication. While they were from Europe, they weren't seen as white, and whiteness was tied to legal rights, specifically property and housing rights. So it became important for European immigrants to pursue the label white and to be seen as American. When we want to study the shift of European immigrants towards whiteness, examining the history of Chicago, Illinois is a great place to start. Chicago was home to numerous European immigrant groups, and like most immigrants to a new country, there was a pressure to assimilate into dominant culture in order to pursue a better standard of living. The history of property rights in Chicago can be traced back to treaties made between the Native Americans and the U.S. government. The Potawatomi tribe controlled most of the land around Chicago until these treaties were signed. The land then belonged to the U.S. government, and at the time, only white people had the legally defensible right to property. So being white in Chicago meant so much more than nation of origin. It meant being included into a group that could legally own land. And that, of course, meant being able to start businesses and provide for their families. Eventually, European immigrants started to intermingle, and areas that were marked for one group soon became more intermixed. They often married across nationality, but within religious lines. As they intermixed, the distinct lines drawn between them became more blurred, and they simply became known as the American working class. When slavery was abolished in 1865, African Americans migrated from the South to Chicago and settled in the neighborhoods of European immigrants. As African Americans entered the working class, racial tensions between them and European immigrants increased as they found themselves competing in housing and employment markets. While labor fields were generally diverse, integration of black workers came at a snail's pace. Workplaces tended to be fairly clannish as people only chose to work with members of their own ethnic group. Trade unions attempted to bring people together, but there was often a job ceiling that prevented black workers from having higher paid crafts. Yes, y'all, that actually was a clip called um, 
the history of whiteness. And that woman actually was just kind of uh, getting into the history of what really racism boils down to. And, you know, there's three factors that plays into racism that that goes into where it origins from. And one of them is uh, classism. It's not just about, um, you know, white versus black. A lot of it is white is supposed to be the superiority and it's supposed to put you in a better class. And so to keep that belief alive and to keep uh, the the range of power, which is the second thing, you know, it's all about power and uh, being dominant over the people. Um, that's ultimately what was about classism and power. And so it was started. It, it also was sparked and, um, you know, kept alive because of immigration. And like a lot of people were coming from different countries. Uh, all over the world, right, to America. And so to keep people online and to keep the power that they uh, wanted, the best way to do that is to um, have a political system of racism. And that's ultimately where origins from. Now, of course, there's many, many origins and different ideologies, but that's why uh, to this day it is still kept alive because the Constitution and all of and and all of the other um, practices for the government. That's how. That's what was it was built on. That's what the fundaments were built on. So, you know, it's just still. It's so much more education that I myself still every day am uh, trying to. I'm trying to make sure that I'm you know learning. I'm trying to make sure that I'm learning about this because uh, to combat racism and to uh, help my race and to help my communities. You have to be uh, thorough in your studies and trying to understand what the origin of all of this is so that we don't uh, keep falling for the same traps and okie doke. So, yes, you know, like I said, I'm just one person and I'm still learning every single day. But I honestly think that we should approach it racism. And that doesn't mean that you have to approach it in an aggressive manner or you have to approach it by uh, just saying crazy uh derogative uh words because i know me personally i'm I'm from the projects and that's how um i normally respond to things but now that i'm starting to acquire knowledge and just understanding the importance of what my position is in the community what my position is uh, uh, is a part of this game i definitely need to make sure that i'm educating myself and try to approach things different ways so yes Definitely, y'all, we need to, the first way uh, to approach racism, we need to understand what it is. So we need to do our homework and educate ourselves about what it is. And we need to also um, think of different ways that we can approach it. And so education is the first step always to approach it anything, because now that you know better, you can do better. So I, I advise everybody to just make sure that you are doing what you can to stay educated, not just about racism, but just about life. You know, it's, it's, it's important to make sure that you're studying life, uh, to live the best life that you can, you know? And so, yeah, you know, that was me being deep today. I was just being a little bit deep because I definitely feel like this is a serious issue. It's still been going on all the way from the 1600s up until now. It's even been going on probably longer than that, but I think, um, it's, it's a conversation that needs to just, it needs to be had, not just amongst 
the black culture, but of all cultures, we need to sit down and have this conversation that makes everyone so uncomfortable and understand racism for what it really is. Understand that it was designed, it was a system designed to uh, keep people in power and keep people separated and to, uh, you know, have a certain amount of people to have class and money. And there's a reason behind that. So what I did today was just an opener. We'll be having this discussion later on because it's multiple parts of this. So, yeah, you know, it's too much information out here, y'all. It's too many ways that we can get to information. Just really try to educate yourselves and figure out the best way that you feel that you can approach uh, racism in the community today. So, yes, I think I'm going to go ahead and end this episode. I've kept y'all long enough and y'all know me as usual. I'm going to include some... uh songs from midwest artists is near the end of this episode so shout out to my boy leblay shout out to nook b and um who else did i get some music from shout out to obk trig whoever that is and um yes i appreciate all of y'all if you um if you can if you haven't already please go to my youtube channel and my youtube channel name is quamo jones so just type up Quamo Jones in YouTube or just search for me on YouTube and you could go to Queen Quamo podcast in the search bar and subscribe me. Also, make sure you're checking out my website slash blog. I got some apparel coming up soon. And uh, yeah, I, I need you guys to make sure you're subscribing to that. So my website is www.queenquamo.com. And thank you for everyone who has been listening to this as they go to work or when they're bored or just automatically is messing with your girl and doing what they got to do to support me, baby. Because it ain't about me. It's about us. So thank y'all very, very much. Y'all, 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 y'all my niggas. I fucks with y'all. And see, look, I shouldn't have said niggas, but it is what it is. I had to keep it gutter at the end of the episode. But yes, (laughs) thank y'all very much for listening. And I will be back at y'all sometime this week. Oh, peace ain't your peace and all folks not your folks. Oh, peace ain't your peace and all folks not your folks. These niggas claim to be real. Turns out they fake it the most. Most is OBKK. Brand killer, and if you're not in my circle, then I don't fuck with you. All oh, peace ain't your peace, and all folks not your folks. These niggas claim to be real, turns out they fake it. The most, most is OBKK. All brand killer, and if you're not in my circle, then I don't fuck. Loyalty means everything, respect is a must, and all you got is your word of bunny, your own set of nuts. These niggas lying the oath, they're folk, who can you trust? Either your friend or foe, more niggas put on the Front, got one's iron for self, biting the hand that feeds them. And one's called up by the law, looking to cop the best pleader, willing to take the stand and point the finger at his man. This here is bigger than me, is the words that he be saying. Release back out to the streets, being embraced like he legit. Knowing the buddy's a snitchy, he need to get dealt with. The same nigga he told on, he used to get cash with. But now he fucking his girl, now that's some grimy as shit. This is a cutthroat game, got niggas going against the grain. We crew knows who been exposed and forming the biggest game. What happened to keeping the trill? Close mob never squeal. Recognize everybody ain't lawyer, the definition of real. 
all peace at your peace and all folks not your folks these niggas claim to be real turns out they fake it the most most it's obkk all grand killer and if you not in my circle then i don't fuck with you all peace at your peace and all folks not your folks these niggas claim to be real turns out they fake it the most most it's obkk all grand killer and if you not in my circle then i don't fuck with you these all brand ass niggas betraying something they not you check they packing, I bet you they criminal records a flop He's not who he say he is, street cred's been disapproved This different breed of new niggas about body your set of rules To fulfill a real nigga's shoes, congratulations and laws Sending no nation business, this is an OG's call Gotta pay homage to those who die before dishonor And the ones off in the pen who still believes instruction No love cause of envy and hatred, jealousy over rules It's just a handful of niggas that I consider my truth my back on them, nope, this not the way I was schooled Made about to keep it 100, cause that what real niggas do They rotate with all brand circles, cause I'm not cut like you dudes You false flagging that niggas, hand shaking up like it's cool No affiliation and branded with game related tattoos You niggas in violation and I'm just speaking the truth All peace at your peace and all folks not your folks These niggas claim to be real, turns out they fake it the most, most It's OBKK, all brand killer, and if you not in my circle, then I don't fuck with ya All peace ain't your peace and all folks not your folks These niggas claim to be real, turns out they fake it the most, most It's OBKK, all brand killer And if you not in my circle, then I don't fuck with ya Feeling how I'm feeling, couldn't take it no more And when my mama April died, that's when my brother broke He was feeling 
Shit like them dreads off his hands since he think he cheats so you ain't ballin' nigga The money callin' nigga Fuck 12, fuck the judge and they daughters nigga You got a problem nigga, okay let's solve it nigga Line em up, take em out, it's fuck all them niggas In my Chevy nigga, I'm riding. Them fuck niggas ain't no shit, them BBM niggas slotted Got max with them long If you MVK for those, you take his head off, that's your trophy If you 30, 30 for red, make them niggas run like bro This is what it is, but nigga, this is what it is The impossible school and niggas on the road. Critics say I'm on the roll. I ain't even got a boast. Check the portfolio. Everywhere I go, I rap them news. I be on dope and edibles. Something like the Pope, the way I move. Blessing these hoes up with the juice. Go by like Saint and Juicy. Yeah, I got a split personality. Suckers mad cause they diss blowing loud with me. I don't give a shit. That's just a formality. Savage mentality, another fatality. My strategy to rapidly launch to the galaxy. Dramatically, drastically take over society. And musically, it's sharply. That's the priority. My dance be foreign. Soy sauce pouring. Zip sweet torture. One hit soaring. I don't give a shit. Yeah, you know we be pouring. Up them fists with your bitch till the morning. I got you feeling real nice. I got you feeling the vibe. You could just hop in the ride. I know he killing your vibe. Make it greater for the fake. Kill a pussy for the night. Smoking dope, getting high. Ballin' bout to take flight. I got you feeling real nice. I got you feeling the vibe. You could just hop in the ride. I know he killing your vibe. Make it greater for the fake. Kill a pussy for the night. Smoking dope, getting high. Ballin' bout to take flight. Baby, we can get it if you with it. I'ma take you to the crib and I'ma lay you down. Even when it's silent, you can hear the sound. So wet, trying not to drown. Good lord, I ain't had the sex in a minute. I'ma have to deal when I finish. She give me more mouth than a dentist. When I hit a line, she be with it. She ain't got time for no bullshit, but I got a red cape to escape with. But the sex is the best shit. My main bitch mad, I don't say shit. You wanna hear the motherfucking truth, bitch? I got a couple bitches that I hang with. Ain't no choice, hell, you might be on the same shit. But I don't give a fuck, I don't say shit. Money on my mind, gotta take risks. We get down the whole field and just smoke pills. So we can cut the small talk and the chit chat. Asked about her mouth, made her talk back. And I ain't gotta wonder about the bread. Cause I talk that stay on my line with a stalk ass. But damn, shorty got a fat ass. When she hit my line, I hit her right back. She hit me right back, like I like that. See, I got you feeling real nice. I got you feeling the vibe. 
got you feeling real nice. I got you feeling the vibe. You could just hop in the ride. I know he killing your vibe. Make it greater for the fake. Kill a pussy for the night. Smoking dope, getting high. Ballin' bout to take flight. I got you feeling real nice. I got you feeling the vibe. You could just hop in the ride. I know he killing your vibe. You feeling your vibe? I got you gripping your thighs, gripping your thighs. Never thought you'd get this high. I can see it in your, I can see it in your eyes. Anything kind of night. Pistol popping, got me throwing knives. Slow roasting, trying to risk my life. Knee stroking, hold on, can I catch my breath, baby? Ooh. Boy going Michael Phelps, busting for that gold kitty gushing, fucking y'all Geronimo, your soul open for the chicken. By the way, those legs shaking, no more waiting, blood steady rotating, so that's why these niggas ain't cause they're not a part of rotation. Well, my mind, mind's my temple, and there's no open vacancies, there ain't no hands shaking me, there's too much fake energy, never replacing me. Like that into the UK and that hyphen B. I got you feeling real nice. I got you feeling the vibe. You could just hop in the ride. I know he killing your vibe. Make it greater for the fake. Kill a pussy for the night. Smoking dope, getting high. Ballin' bout to take flight. I got you feeling real nice. I got you feeling the vibe. You could just hop in the ride. I know he killing your vibe. Make it greater for the fake. Kill a pussy for the night. Smoking dope, getting Thank you.